0: Hey everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is a q and I've done a similar topic to this already uh, previously, but sometimes it's useful to kind of get a recap in and as a as a, a new kind of reference point for people. I think sometimes it's kind of you kind of can change your view, you can change your mind on different takes on nutrition and you can take your, you can take, change your mind on different elements of it and as you kind of grow into it and learn a little bit more what works for people and what doesn't work for people but one of the big things is about kind of losing weight without counting calories like i'm not going to sit here and say counting calories is for everyone it's definitely not like people with who unfortunately have eating disorders um they probably shouldn't be counting calories if someone has a disordered eating pattern where they may have kind of food guilt, or they may believe in good or bad foods or anything like that, that's an element of disordered eating. I would say they probably need to trust themselves around food. Now, that's something that I've changed my mind on in the last little while. I would say 70 or 80% of my one-to-one clients don't actually count calories. And then those that do have a decent relationship with food, and some of them just have a kind of a wedding to get ready for in six months, or four months or whatever it may be, and they just want to kind of um, do it that way. Um, and I think it's important to kind of say that there's different methods. If your coach is giving you the only one method and doesn't adapt to it, I would say it's probably the wrong coach. Like it's called personal training or personal coaching for a reason. It's not a cookie fitter plan or here's a meal plan, go off on your merry way. You're met, You're here to be coached. You're here to be learned and taught and about your behaviors, your attitudes, your belief systems around food. So one of the things about kind of calorie counting is that there can be almost there's an assurance behind it, an element of a control thing for an awful lot of people. And that control thing can lead people to say, right, I'm afraid of losing calories, I'm afraid of losing control. And whenever I hear that sentence from people, I always ask the question, well, are you in control now or is the app in control? And I always get this blank look back and kind of say, well, the app is in control. So you haven't got control right now if you are afraid of dropping the app. If you're using the app and you're only using it intermittently, you're only using it on weekdays or days that you are in vertical as good well then it's not the app for you if you're not counting on weekends well then it's not the app for you if you're only counting on when days that go according to what you're meant to be doing whatever it may be and you're not doing it on weekends it may not be the the app for you it's a great educational tool don't get me wrong i've only ever counted for six or eight eight weeks in my whole life when i did a fitness photo shoot i didn't overly enjoy the process it can be menial it can be a bit of a bore um, and most people can get like there's a huge margin of error with it most people think it's a perfect tool it's not because what a lot of people will do when they open up my fitness pod is they'll enter in two pounds of weight loss a week when the foundations aren't right like if you think of it logically what would you rather your house being built on quicksand or would you rather being built on solid foundations the answer of course is solid foundations so what people tend to do is go for a building. They try to lose weight on a foundation of quicksand. They try to lose weight the quickest way possible with least amount of resistance, even though it ends up being the most amount of resistance and ends up in failure because they haven't changed the tactic. They go for quick, 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 and then they fall and then they end up going back to where they were. But if we go slow and steady. And learn how to eat. Let learn uh, awareness of what we do and what we do on a daily basis, and why we do things. Why we emotionally? Eat, why we numb with food? Why we use food as a reward? Why we use food to, eat, to deal with stress? That's the big thing, and that's the big narrative that I try to work with my clients on. And I know that's going to be where people are going to be looking for after the female fat loss group. They're kind of a lot of people tend to go. Or well, what's after this? And I always have well, I always have catch up calls with them and you guys are in the group right now to make sure that every single one knows where they're going afterwards and what the plan is for afterwards. And a lot of people are moved to -to one-to-one from the group in order to learn how to move away from tracking and learn learn how to eat according to their values. And one of the big things when the people say they're afraid of losing control, you don't have control if the app is in charge, but I'm afraid of going back to old ways. But it's not old ways. You're not trusting yourself full stop. You're not living your life for you. You're relying on a piece of plastic or whatever it is and an app to tell you exactly what to do. Rather than like at some stage in your life as a kid, you knew how to eat. You knew when you were full. You knew because you were present. You were sitting there slowly eating the food, maybe making a mess or whatever it may be. But you were slowly, you didn't have two or three phones in front of you. You didn't have a laptop in front of you. You didn't have a social media in front of you and or a TV in front of you. But now in, as adults, we try to distract ourselves and dice and kind of like disassociate ourselves with reality and kind of like we're so stressed. We don't want to deal. or don't know how to deal with our emotions. So food has always been there. as this one comfort blanket that we've always had. So no wonder we tend to go for it because it's never left us and never will leave us. We're in a fortunate position that we have food abundance. But when it comes to the whole thing of losing weight with counting calories, the one thing that I would say is you're not in control if you're relying on it as a control method. The food is. The app is. So how do you get that control back? Well, there's two approaches that you can do. There's the rip the band-aid off approach, which is going from seven days of tracking one week to zero or the one that probably most people will adopt when we try to do it with clients is go from seven days of tracking one week to six days to five days to four days to three days to two days to one day. And as those numbers get lighter or lower, should I say, what we try to do is make sure there's one day of a weekend in there so we can show you the calories. That's why my fitness ball can be useful. It can show you. It's not 100% accurate, but it can show you What kind of calories are in certain foods when you're out for menus? Like I know I was out for dinner on Saturday, I think it was. And the calories are actually on the menu. I was on Sunday. The calories are actually on the menu. And even I was surprised by how, how high some of them were. And I know some people will say, well, I want to have this, so I'm going to put this in. Or some people will say, well, I can't have this because it's higher in calories. So there's two ways to look at it. It can be beneficial, but can also be a hindrance to some people. So if you work off a weekly calorie average, it works a lot better. A weekly budget like if you overspend one day you don't just blow all the rest of your money for the rest of the month and live off nothing you try to survive as much as possible and try to get as much food or money as possible to make sure that you're able to stick to it it's the exact same thing with calories the only one thing that brought is that kind of dilutes things is when it comes to emotions emotions make weight loss and food a lot more complicated that's the truth so how can you do it? You can either go seven days of cold turkey and see how you go, or you can go seven days in your first week, six days in your second week, five days, four days, three days, two days, one day, etc., and see how you go. And that way it builds that trust with you even further that like, I can do this. Will there be times you overeat? Yeah, there will be. But that's also okay. That's the reality. Like we all overeat. I don't know one person on this earth or anyone in my circle of friends that doesn't overeat. I don't know anyone that doesn't emotionally eat, but unfortunately, there's this stigma attached to it. That's such a really, really negative, bad thing. It's only a negative thing if it's the only thing that we do, if we only use food as a reward, if we, if it's the only reward mechanism. that's Food as a reward isn't a negative thing. But what I would say is not a, a great option is if we're only using food, if food is the only reward system you have. That would be, I'd be kind of careful of that. So how can you do it? As I said, slowly bring it down is what I would kind of recommend. So I have a few more tips for you as well. So that's my number one tip of that kind of like seven days, six days, five days, four days, three days, two days. The next one I would be, would be to make sure that you have structure. So I'm all about structure and structure. When I hear structure, when people hear structure, like, oh, I can't have this, I can't have that. That means I have to have every meal planned or I'm going to fail the whole thing. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. Structure for someone could be that they have food food in the house. Because if you think about it, how many days when you don't have food in the house, you end up wandering the presses. You get a little bit bored. You get a little bit antsy. Like today, there's a storm happening. and A lot of people are stuck in their house because it's safer in the house. But a lot of people get a little bit antsy because when there's no structure, chaos tends to happen. And a lot of people are led by the chaotic mind. So chaos and chaotic mind work together. Structure and chaotic mind don't work together. They don't go very well. But the what I would say, the true element of kind of freedom behind it is structure. And three meals, two or three snacks a day is a really, really, really solid foundation to build. Like it's not the quicksand foundation that a lot of people go for is those quick fixes, which ironically make it a lot longer. But that three meals, two or three snacks a day is a really solid premise. Is it, is it 100% proof? No, but it's a really, really solid structure. Have you ever noticed that when you're picking in the evenings or picking in the presses or whatever it is, it's because you haven't eaten enough during the rest of the day. That's why it's three meals, two or three snacks that you keep your energy levels up, your, your blood sugars up, your mood is up. When you don't eat or make time to eat you tend to find yourself saying "Well, i'm too busy but if you had said to yourself i'm just going to grab a sandwich or stick some eggs beans on toast or whatever it may be it doesn't have to be michelin star get your food shop and you know what's in the house for more, more more often than not so having some sort of structure aiming for three meals two or three snacks a day is a really solid foundation and once you land that and nail that for two weeks. 80% of the time. So out of 14 days after 11, after you've done it for 11 out of 14 days, then you can bring in the next piece, which would, be regu- which would be build in protein into those regular meals. So if you look at your plate of food right now, when you're having your breakfast, lunch, or your dinner, how many of them are based off of protein? So your protein is the likes of your Greek yogurt, your cottage cheese, your whey protein, the likes of your poultries, your meats, your fishes, your legumes. Your dame beans, your tofu, how many of your beans, kidney beans, whatever it may be, how many of your meals are based off that premise? Like and I've I've started sharing in the group some of the meals that I have. And nothing of them, none of them are revolutionary. They're all quite basic, to be honest with you. I don't overly enjoy cooking. But every single meal, like I showed up at one of my meals before I came on, it was like 40 grams of protein. And I see, if we have structure and we're nailing three meals, two or three snacks a day, and we're kind of make some sort of structure and strategy for that, well, then we can look at, right, let's say, I get, how can I, this, after two weeks of nailing that, how can I bring in protein into my breakfast? How can I bring protein into my lunch? How can I bring protein into my dinner? Then once we nail that for another kind of couple of weeks, then the next one would be focus on high volume. And high volume means bringing in a little bit more fruit, bringing in a little bit more whole grains building a place that's colorful, make your plate look like a rainbow. A really useful way to do it is get those frozen packs of veggies, those multi-packs, the ones that have like the cauliflower, broccoli, carrots, or the multi-pack of peas and whatever it is, and get those into the house. So then they're quick and easy. You're just going to the freezer, cheaper as well, and throw them into the pot. They're cheap, easy. Then you can have your, your meat or your poultry or your fish or whatever it is, in the air fryer or on the pan or whatever it is, or on the barbecue. And then you can have your sweet potatoes or whatever it is, or your normal potatoes or your rice or whatever it is in your air fryer or on a pot somewhere else. So when you look at those things as different layers, well, try, rather than trying to tra- trying to attack them all at once, take a step back and say, right, I'm going to focus for the next two weeks on nailing three meals, two or three snacks. After that, I'm going to try and build my meal around protein. After I do that for two weeks, I'm going to bring in more high volume. And then it's kind of aiming for high volume foods that are kind of like, to keep you fuller for longer, to give you energy, to give you nutrients. Think of fruits, think of veggies, that side of things. So how can you build in more high volume foods? A really useful ways? if you're having your chocolate bar in the evening or in the afternoon, have some fruit before you have it. Because then you're ha- your habit stacking it's really useful to do it that way the fourth one that I would try to do is and I've noticed a few people particularly one to one who are who are really really focused and really really aware of what they're doing at the minute is they're very aware of we use a mood and food journal for those who struggle with kind of structure and emotional eating and on that journal it shows where and what time where in the house you're eating and when and kind of what time you're eating and one of the big patterns that a lot of people can see if they're not getting structured meals is that they notice they're quite they're picking quite a lot in the evenings. The other thing that people will notice by using the sheet would be they'll notice that they're kind of picking in the evenings when watching TV. So they're not present with the food. We're looking at phones, we're on social media, we're on TikTok, we're watching videos, we're playing PlayStation, whatever it may be. We're eating while doing something else. So there's this disassociation between you and food and you and reality. So how can we be present? How can we know when we're full? How can we spot when we're maybe under eating or overeating? So the big thing that I would say is eat without distraction. Now, there will be times I don't eat present. There's 100% times that I do it. But it's vastly improved when I first started doing it. Like, I make a conscious effort not to have food in front of the TV. So, I set a rule for myself to have all my main meals in the kitchen. Because that way, there's no distractions. If I want to have something on, I'll have music on in the background. If I want to have something on, but I won't have my phone in my hand. It takes effort. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's a lot. It's vastly improved from where I first started from. So we look at creating structure. We look at creating regular meals, building in protein, high volume foods, and then we kind of look at eating without distraction. And the one thing that kind of a lot of people can say, well, how do I know it's it's when I'm overeating or when I'm undereating? Portion sizes is one of those things. If you are struggling with the element of portion sizes, a Really, hand, really useful way is if you type in precision nutrition kind of portion guide, you'll get a pretty decent element of it. It's kind of one palm of protein, one cupped hand of carbs, a fistful of veggies and a thumb of fat is generally what they say. It's useful. It gives you some estimation, estimation. guesstimation. Uh, there will be different sizes of hands, Based off different genders. So women may need smaller portions than men. Men may need smaller portions than women. It depends. But the size of your hand is generally a decent recommendation. So what that is again is it's a palm of protein, a cupped hand of carbohydrates, a fist full of veggies, or added all the veggies in, it's up to you. And a portion of fat is a thumb. That's a really, really useful way to do it. But I don't want people to be going in to the kitchen and just going like this it's just a rough guide for you to kind of do it that way um the other one that people could focus on after they bring in eating without distraction is getting some sleep sleep is underrated there are studies showing that people who get i think it's like eight hours of sleep to those who get four hours of sleep on average a night those who have four hours of sleep end up eating 560 calories extra a day That 560 calories multiplied by 7 is about 3,500 calories. That's one pound of fat a week. That's how important sleep is. It heightens your stress. So when we get stressed, we either under-eat or overeat. It has an impact on your hormones, your your hunger hormones, your emotions, your mood. It's not motivation. If you ever look at your actual motivation, when you notice your energy, when you're doing your check-ins and stuff like that, which is one of the guides I use, You'll notice that when people start saying their motivation drops, I'll always go over to where their energy levels are at. My guess is they're quite low because they haven't slept, they haven't stressed. It could be around time of their month, but it's rarely ever motivations. Normally, that they haven't had enough sleep or they've been out the weekend and they're kind of trying playing catch up. But other studies have shown that individuals are sleep deprived can tend tend to find themselves picking that a little bit more. They tend to go for quicker fixes, the fatty foods, the processed food, the higher carbohydrates. They tend to say things like, I crave sugar. It's not craving sugar. Your body's just tired and your brain kicks into safety mode and says, I need the quickest source of energy to give me the as best a chance to function. And this can impact mood. It can impact food guilt, all these kind of different things. Though, if... If you're measuring your progress based and not counting calories, one method that I would recommend to do is take your progress pictures, take your measurements, biggest part of your quad, biggest part of your bum, hip bone, belly button, arm and chest along the nipple line. Your measurements will indicate fat loss. Your weight will fluctuate up and down. So that's a great metric if you want it. Fat loss will be measured by your measurements and your photos. So if you notice that you're being 80% adherent after giving up counting calories and your measurements haven't gone down or your weight hasn't gone down for a couple of weeks, I would say, have you been 80% adherent? If you have, it could be your menstrual cycle. It might be that you need to reduce your portions or it might be that you need to reduce your snack. Or it could be a sign that there could be overeating or you're not being 100% honest with you, with yourself. But if you're not bringing, if you're only basing things off the scales and not bringing in measurements or energy or mood or anything like that, you're missing out on a trick. So you need to bring in these other elements behind it. So the thing is with the, is with dropping counting calories, seven days, six days, five days, four days, three days, two days, one day is a solid place to go for aiming for regular meals. Do that for two weeks, bring in, build around protein, do that for two weeks Bring in higher volume, which is like your veggies and your fruit. Number five, which can take time, would be eat without distractions. Number six would be get some sleep. Seven to eight, nine hours is pretty standard. Then you can look at your measurements as a way to kind of navigate and non-scale victories. And then I would aim for 80-20 consistency. So when it comes to weight loss, calories are king, but consistency is queen, is probably what I would say. Eating one salad will not make you lose weight. Eating one burger will not make you gain weight. In order to support your goal of weight loss, you must ensure that you're in the this boring sentence of calorie deficit. That's the only way to do it. That way you must prioritize eating regular meals, prioritizing whole foods, focusing on protein, consuming fruit and veggies, being mindful of your portion sizes. We need to look at having a check-in system with yourself. Am I being honest? Like, if you if your weight loss hasn't gone down or fat loss hasn't gone down for a couple of weeks, be honest with yourselves. Honesty is the best policy. Am I being eight eight out of ten adherent or eighty percent adherent in the last kind of couple of weeks? If your answer is no, well then I would I would focus on getting your adherence up. I wouldn't just throw in the towel. That's just pure emotion. There's no perspective there. If you got a flat tire, would you go and puncture the other tire? If you spent an awful lot of money, one day would you go and bankrupt yourself for the rest of the month? I doubt it. If you broke a window in your house, do you just burn down the house? But that's what a lot of people will do when it comes to the food side of things because this one thing hasn't gone their way. But there's also a level of arrogance behind that if you think about it. People think like weight loss is easy, but people also think that weight loss is easy to do long term. Everyone can lose weight. Everyone in this group and everyone I've worked with has lost weight before. The difficulty people have is keeping it off because the tools, the behaviors, the mechanisms haven't been right for them. And I also also find that the, the body that people want always, always weighs more than people believe that they actually thought it would. But you need to be honest with yourself. If you're looking to lose weight without counting calories, it's important you take this unbiased thing of what you're doing. If you're struggling to hit your, or you've hit a plateau, check in on yourself. Am I eating most whole foods? Am I eating regularly? Am I getting protein in? Am I drinking too much in the weekend? Am I going out too much in the weekends? Am I getting enough activity? Am I really, really being consistent? But you need to make sure you're being held accountable. And Every time I have my phone calls with my clients or my check-ins with my clients, they're here for accountability. I have accountability for other areas of my life. I have people to have that I have conversations with that check me in. But it's up to us to be keeping it consistent. This is a C-word that no one really talks about. Taking actions to support your goal. Have I done everything this week that I could have? Be honest with yourself on your check-ins. And from what I can see, every single person in this group has lost weight. And Barn, like I went literally went through every single person in the group this morning. As just to make sure before phone calls and a prep, I was like every single person has lost weight. Every single person has lost measurements. And every single person is smashing it because they're being held accountable, because they're being consistent, because they're waiting for a weekly calorie average, because they're getting protein, more protein in than they had previously. Which is amazing to see. Every single person is not one person in that group. And that's why I'm loving this group so much because people are keeping themselves accountable to themselves, one, but they're also keeping themselves accountable to others. We must, With weight loss, we must learn to make food and lifestyle choices that support our goal. There will be times where you overeat. There will be times you have a little bit more social life. Like I know this weekend, I'm in Poland at a wedding. Flying on Friday, come back late on Sunday. So I know it's a three-day wedding. Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Three days of wedding. And it's going to be a lot of food. It's going to be free drink for everyone. But I know re- my reality is I'm going to need to eat regular meals coming up to the wedding. I know the weddings are like four o'clock on Saturday, I think. So I have my normal breakfast. have a decent lunch, probably around two o'clock. And then the wedding will be at four o'clock. Why? Because I don't want to go into that meal and only be so tired for the whole day and just eat everything. The food's going to be amazing. Then they've got some celebrity chef in Poland doing the wedding. But I'll still be aiming for regular meals, getting protein on most meals, being mindful, having the fruits and carbs, the veggies. And they're going to build habit. Like my goal is not weight loss. My goal is performance so I can actually perform on a football pitch. I feel good in my clothes. But it's still the same premise of regular meals, creating structure, building in protein, high volume, eating without distraction. Same, same principles apply. So if I was to start anywhere with someone that's aiming to lose weight with eight counting calories, I would aim for, pick which goal, cold turkey, or and delete the app, actually delete the app, or go, go seven days, six days, five days, four days, three days, two days, one day, etc. And then what I would do is I would aim for three meals, two or three snacks a day for two weeks as a really, really solid place as a foundation that you can smash. Do that for two weeks, then bring in your protein, then bring in your high volume, which is your veggies and your fruit. Then bring in your sleep, then bring in your eat distraction. You can figure out which one works for you better. And you might be able to say, it's right, sleep first, then the food. It's up to you what you want to do. But the reason why people can struggle so much with weight loss and fat loss is the emotion. And the emotion is led by chaos. Lack of structure, lack of sleep, poor stress, poor awareness, poor emotional systems that they have in place and poor boundaries. So it is 100% possible. I've had endless amount of clients achieve it just from living by their values. Being clear on... Right. If I'm going out tonight, or well, then I may not. I mainly just need to get a shop in for the next day. Having a plan in place for that, and sometimes it's on a whim that you may not do it, and that's cool. But it's owning the decision. It's not beating yourself and berating yourself for doing it. It's kind of saying, right, what could I have done better here? Right. I'm just going to go get a shop in and just draw a line in the sand. The meals out, the dinners out, they do not derail people. What derails people is the actions after. What derails people is the intent to go for the whole weekend and just eat and drink everything in sight, which is fine. But you need to own the decision. So hopefully that has helped. If you have any questions on the episode, just pop us a DM. If you're interested in working with me, click a link in the show notes and we will kind of take it from, from there.